Brought to you by Soul Fire Productions. Hello and welcome to Mother the Mother. I am McLean McGowan. This podcast is an offering for all women to gather energetically, sister to sister, mother to mother, to co-create a sacred space for healing, educating, and sharing as we journey through motherhood and womanhood. It is such an incredibly powerful moment in time to be a woman, and I thank you for showing up on behalf of yourself and for all of the women in your lives, past, present, and future, to honor our matriarchal lines, all who came before, and all who will come after. Hi everyone, thank you so much for tuning in today. I am your host, McLean McGowan, and it is such an honor to be here with you. Whatever you're doing right now, wherever you are in this great big world, I hope that you are refilling your cup, refueling your soul, and really taking ownership over your own life and your own happiness. Because the world is wild right now. We are still on this crazy ride, not knowing what actually is going on. And it takes a lot of energy and intentionality around protecting your own space. So as you've heard me say a lot on here, really double down now on the protective boundaries, the auric field meditation of protection, you know, having crystals on or around you if you're into that. It can simply be as simple as saying prayers before you step into a meeting or a confrontation or a difficult or sticky conversation that you know could be triggering for one or both of you or however many of you, you know, really be intentional before you step into those situations and allowing for grace, allowing for spirit to come in and support you and envisioning what you want the outcome to be, envisioning how you want it to feel in your body, how you want what you're sharing to be received. Can you be neutral? Can you be calm? Can you be in your power? Can you stand in your power? Can you remain in your power without jumping to defensiveness or gaslighting or triggering or any of that? You know, like if you're speaking your truth, you can hold it and you can deflect other people's projections when you are in your strength. Now, what's happening is we're all really fucking tired because it's been a really intense year and a half and it's not letting up. So I know for myself, when I'm tired, when I am a raw edge and whether I'm tired physically, which I usually am, or emotionally or spiritually, I get triggered so much easier, right? If I'm showing up in my strength and well-rested and like owning my life and my shit, you know, I'm not so easily triggered because I know what's true for me. And I don't have to prove that to anyone. I don't have to prove to anyone else that I'm right, right? When I'm standing in my own power. So that is why I'm so prolific in talking about the self-care, the self-discipline, to really honor yourself full body, mind, body, spirit to come back to yourself because as mothers, especially we give so much. And as women, we give so much endlessly. And if you are mothering through these times, like it's really tough. It's really hardcore to course correct sometimes daily, sometimes weekly, the schooling, the camps, you know, the play dates, who can you see, who can you not see? Everyone's having their own situation, their own fear trajectory, their own autoimmune stuff or whatever is coming up for everyone or most people. And it's it's just daunting. It's been, it's been a long ride. So I'm here with you. I'm sending out big, big love. And I hope that you really can find those times, those minutes even throughout the day to close your eyes, to get off the phone, to quiet any noise, turn off the news. Please turn off the news. Get quiet with your soul. If you don't have a connection, 
connection to spirit or God or Mother Nature, now is a really beautiful time to start investigating that, you know, to surrender to that which is bigger than us has such great power and aligning us with the cosmos and letting us feel part of everything. Because I do feel like the people that often feel the most isolated and alone and depressed and anxious are not connecting to the spirituality inside. Because when you are truly tapped in, you're never alone. And it's not just like this place you get to, right? It's choosing that. It's a practice. It's getting used to swimming in those waters. But I really urge you to do that and meditate. You know, I say this all the time, even if it's three minutes in the car while your baby's sleeping, whether it's getting to an appointment five minutes early, meditating for a couple minutes before you go in, whatever and however you can carve out the space and time to come back to your true self, it is such a gift. And not only is it a gift, it's just as so much more effective and actually getting what you want and manifesting what you want. Because when we get quiet, the downloads are there. They're available to us all the time. We get the answers we're seeking all the time. But the problem is we're too scattered. We're too chaotic. We aren't grounded. We aren't grounded in our bodies to be able to receive these higher messages. And that's why meditation is so, so crucial because it helps you be that antenna for your own life. And when I get into that, you know, anxious monkey mind overthinking, I don't have time. I've I've got it. It's like marathon. I've got so much to do with my work, blah, 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 which I am right now. That's when I know I have to slow down. I have to stop. I have to sit. I have to meditate to come back to myself because I know from decades of doing this, I know when I sit and I listen and I get still, my answers come pretty immediately now. So it may feel counterintuitive, but the more you work that muscle, you will see the answers come so much faster. And then you don't have to ask for all these other people's opinions, right? You don't have to be exhausting yourself, listening to everyone's different opinion and projections, because guess what? They're not living your life. They are not living your life. You are living your own life. So take back that power. You don't need a huge counsel to make every decision. You don't. And in fact, it confuses us. So connect to spirit, nature, God, Buddha, Allah, whatever it is for you, Mary Magdalene, angels, animal totems, Whatever it is for you, connect to that higher power, that light source to help get you through this time because we certainly need all the help that we can get. And I'm here with you. I'm feeling actually really good today. I'm fired up. I'm in the midst of a parasite cleanse, which I will be sharing more about, but I'm doing a lot of really healthy healing soups and daily coffee enemas, which I usually don't do them that often, but they make me feel so alive because they're kicking up my glutathione production by about 700%. They're helping me cleanse my liver and detox, detox, detox. So I'm feeling like really, really good and energetic today. Okay, I'm just shuffling my Earth Warriors Oracle card. Do a little pull for us today. If you're able to sit If you're alone or with a sleeping baby or able to get quiet, turn off the noise around you if you can. If you're sitting in your car, just turn the car off. Closing the eyes if you're able, connecting to your seat, your sit bones down into whatever you're sitting on. Imagining them reaching deep, deep down into the earth like shoots of a plant reaching down all the way through the layers of the earth down into Mother Earth. As you breathe up through the navel point, coming back up into the body, breathing deeply into the heart space and the solar plexus, breathing up in between the vertebrae all the way up through the spine, reaching long, 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 breathing up into the back of the neck and the skull and all the way out through the crown chakra. So you're feeling that deep rootedness in the lower chakras, the lower body, and that length and buoyancy in the upper body as you reach long through the crown chakra to the heavens. So in your own body right now, joining heaven and earth, male and female, this beautiful meditation has come to me from 
Kelly from the Infinity Call from doing years ago, and it always resonates so deeply with me, that in my body right now, this second, I am that connected. The sun and the moon, heaven and earth, divine feminine, divine masculine, light and dark. Keeping the eyes closed if you can, just taking a couple minutes as I read today's oracle for us. Letting what resonates sit with you and whatever does not gently wash away to the ether from which it came. Today I drew the card Amuata, Sage of Higher Knowledge. Seek what feels true even beyond the logical. If something doesn't feel right, challenge it and dig deeper. Educate and inform yourself on matters of importance to you. Trust that your mind is strong and bright enough to do this. Enhance your self-esteem by researching for information and trusting your intuition to help you discern what is useful and true. Have faith in your own mental abilities. If others have criticized you or made you feel inadequate in understanding, cast that off as a belonging to the past and not relevant to you now. You will become immune to manipulation by others who may be convincing but not necessarily accurate or helpful. Trust the power of your own mind to receive and recognize the answers that you need. You will find your way. Test all opinions, advice, research, and alleged facts according to your own intuition and instinct. Select that which is helpful for you and notice that which is best cast aside, even if just for a time. Seek information and assistance from those that you feel can assist you, and yet place no human advisor above the ultimate divine authority, which will guide you on how to proceed through a deep inner knowing. There is always new knowledge beyond existing boundaries of thought. We simply need to be open and willing to receive it with patience, discernment, and trust in the greater guiding power. The Oracle of Amuata comes to you with guidance that an answer is coming, an important piece of information, and that when you are centered in your heart, you will recognize that for what it is and know how to proceed. Intuition and instinct are two forms of intelligence, one arising from the heart and the other from the wisdom of the body. These special forms of knowing are essential for living a wise and authentic life, one that is tuned into the love and truth that flows through our universe. Intuition can help us know without knowing how we know, showing us an accurate bird's eye view of a situation in a sudden flash of insight. Instinct can give us a stark and honest gut feeling about the intentions of another person or the real value of an opportunity. You do not need to have a logical explanation to justify your intuitive and instinctive recognition of falsehood, deception, or other misleading uses of information. These two forms of intelligence are ways of sacred feminine knowing. Then there are logic and intellect, which can also be gifts for humanity to be of great effect. Provided that logic and intellect are not used to cut off from sacred feminine knowing, they can play a very helpful role in living a happy and fulfilling life. Finding the correct information in this age when there is an abundance of information with varying degrees of truth and helpfulness is an important skill to develop. We can do this with a combination of logic and intuition. Sometimes intuition and instinct will tell you that a piece of information accepted by others is not actually true for you. That sacred feminine intelligence recognizes truth and is able to guide you as to how to best use it for your noble goals. The Oracle of Amuata comes to you with guidance suggesting that you take your time to inform yourself. If you have a decision to make, trust your instincts and intuition above and beyond logic or other people's opinions, but make sure that you obtain the information that you feel is most useful to your decision-making process. Amuata urges you to take care around simply accepting the opinion or point of view of another, even if that person has been trusted guide for a time or has many credentials. Sometimes your inner knowing shall encourage you to a different course of action, even if you have great respect for the person offering their opinion. The universe may simply have other plans for you. 
And in a healing practice, you can say this aloud and put your hand on your heart or your navel point. I call upon the grace of unconditional love and the truth of the divine mind to empty and cleanse my mind and emotional body from fixed opinion, half-truths, and deceptions. May I trust and be patient so that I can see and know the highest level of truth available to me. May I give and receive peace, enlightenment, and helpful, accurate communication. May divine light shine bright and help all beings find their way. Through my own free will, so be it. Wow, what a beautiful card pull for today. As many of you know, I love this card deck, Earth Warriors Oracle Guidebook by Alana Fairchild. This deck got me through 2020. (laughs) Not exaggerating. Okay, so let's just go right in. Please join my newsletter. You can find the link tree in my bio on Instagram at Mother the Mother. If you're not already signed up, the newsletter drops every Monday, Monday morning once a week. So please get on that. That will be the best way to stay on top and connected with my up-to-date news. Mom Club membership is officially launched. You can find it on patreon.com dash McLean McGowan. It's up and running. So excited. So psyched to have Mom Club birthed out into the world. And I'm so excited to grow this community. It's really lighting me up and such a huge part of my dharma. So please, please jump on there. There are two different tiers and then also a new moon circle monthly option. And then my one-on-one coaching. I have a couple of more spots for the summer. So if you have been thinking about it or you have questions about it or you don't really know what it is, but you'd like to know, please, please via the link to my bio on Instagram, you can set up a free mother love breakthrough call for me. So this is a quick 30 minute call, 20 to 30 minute call to see where you are and where you want to be going and how you need support. And there really isn't a set agenda at all for me. I use lots of different tools in lots of different ways. And I'm working with women, period, working with women. If you have kids, if you maybe want to have kids, even if you don't have kids, I am available for coaching for you. Most of the people that do seek me out are women who are thinking about becoming mothers, dipping their toe into learning about it, are on their fertility journey. A lot of my clients are pregnant and working through each trimester and all that that brings. We do a lot of couples work expectations, intention setting, postpartum shift planning, all of that. And then I go deep with my actual postpartum clients and helping them feel really supported in all the ways. And then my mamas, my moms who are not deep in the postpartum time. Maybe you had kids three years, five years, even 10 years ago and are like, now what? Now I give so much to my kids. I'm really in it and I want to come back to me. I want to find what brings me joy, how I can be a more fulfilled, happy, joyful mom, partner, entrepreneur, employee, whatever it is, really helping you refill because, you know, the real real is that most moms are feeling very overwhelmed and exhausted and not like they're living their best lives, you know, in general. So, I am here to reflect back to you your innate power and help you remember her and support you on your journey. And there are lots of different ways to do that. So please book a discovery call if you're interested. I think I will be booking up for the summer. So reach out as soon as you can. You got nothing to lose except 30 minutes of your time. And I'm always here. If you have questions, you can email me hello at motherthemother.com. And now let's jump into this amazing interview with Christina Rice. I love her so much. She is 25 years old. She is 18 years younger than me. And I learned so much from her. She is just such a cool human and woman and entrepreneur. 
and I am in her monthly membership container and continue to learn so much about myself through her guidance. And, you know, it's been an interesting exercise for me to be in a container with a young woman. I guess she's a millennial. I don't know. I don't even know like the the terms or the cutoffs of millennials, but let's just say she's fucking killing it in the biz world and in the spiritual world. And her business is so inspiring because it is doing so well, so, so well, like beyond, beyond. And it's all from a very spiritual place and so authentic. And it's just so inspiring to see that and how she really owns her life and acknowledges each new phase she is in and shows up without much fear, at least that I can tell from the outside world. You know, she's just really living authentically. And it's been so interesting to learn from her because she also doesn't have kids. And so I learn my things and apply it to my own life. And, you know, the truth is my career isn't like my dream career right now, but I also honor the season I am in. I have two young children my baby's about to turn four in the fall and that will be, you know, a big new rite of passage. Like I am getting more time. She's living her life more independently from me. And so, you know, just really acknowledging the season you're in, take what applies for you and really try to stay out of the compare and despair game because it's fucking depressing. And the thing is, is if you're a mom, you're a mom. You have this whole other full-time job that doesn't get, you know, overtime. You're not getting your golden parachute payout and you're not acknowledged a lot of the time, but that's why we as women have to step up and acknowledge each other and shout each other out and rise up together. And, you know, our careers may take a back seat for a minute. You know, I don't necessarily think you can have it all, all of the time. I don't think it works that way because there is only a certain amount of time in the day and it is about finding priorities and it's holding on to your priorities and prioritizing your priorities and there's no shame in that. In fact, we should be celebrating that. And if you have young children, you know, be as much as you can in it because as we know, the time you spend with your children from zero to seven, consciously spending time with them sets their foundation for life. And it's a huge thing to devote your life to that. And please be proud of yourself if you're a stay-at-home mom. If you're choosing that, you might be a stay-at-home mom and now you really want a career. And that's great too. And honor that. But you know, there, there is just no better or, you know, there, it's both and all the time. And please see that and see all that you're doing in every day and every meal you cook and every fucking snack you give, which feels endless and every, you know, diaper you change and every big decision you make on behalf of your children's best interest and every decision you make where it's not exactly what you want, but it's for the betterment of your family and your kids. I see you and I'm here for you and keep on keeping on, stay strong, stay the course, write down your intentions, write down what you want your life to look and feel like and stay the course, stay positive. Even if you don't know how you're going to get from A to B, just hold the vision, hold that strong vision and own it and act on it in the little ways. You know, something I try to do is just today because I have a, you know, a laundry list of stuff that I never get done each day. So it's just like, okay, if I can just look at it as like moving the needle forward, if I'm just not moving the needle back, if I'm just moving it even like a tiny tick forward, some days maybe it's five ticks, some days it's one, but celebrating that one when I can do what I can do. Sending so much love out to all of you. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. I got so much from it. Sending you lots of love. J-Ma. 
Hi, Christina. Hi. <laughs> How are you? I'm well. I'm so happy you're sitting in my house. I'm happy too. It's so nice. Thank you. We're finally it. meeting in person. I know. It already feels like I know you, but I know. it is funny actually meeting in person. Am I what you expected? Yeah. Good. Yeah. <laughs> you are. Because you're very, I mean, you're so yourself in all that you do. So I feel... It's too exhausting to not be, I think. Totally. But I, I always, people make comments about that sometimes uh, because, you know, there are lots of people who are different in person than they are on the internet. Yeah. So I've definitely met some of those in my podcasting years. I bet. <laughs> so let's just dive right in yeah. because like I was saying, I actually took notes today, which I often do not. I'm honored. But yeah, I just wanted to stay somewhat linear with you because there are so many things we could talk about. I mean, you bring so much to your work and have been an inspiration of mine. I'm in your membership now, which I'm loving. Thank you. I'm still, it's a lot. (laughs) There's There's a lot lot of intel. So Mm -hmm. I'm like dipping into it. I am such a kind of intuitive learner and I love the meditation. So I've been starting with that, like downloading the meditations Mm -hmm. and using that, the inner child. Mm. manifestation stuff, that's helpful for that. me yeah I'm always curious like people like different yeah different portions of it well something I'm working on is inner child work mm-hmm. and it's something I've known for like 20 years and they're very you know like at five years old when I was five my whole life changed and so I know that it's like I know to go back to her but I just forget and I have two of my own kids so I forget but now it's been so powerful to bring her in like when I get in bed with my two girls at night because we have bed island now we mm. all sleep together. I like bring her in. Yeah. And I'm like, get cozy with all of us. And it's really actually been so healing. Yeah. Well, it's a big theme right now. It's coming up for most people. And with, you know, the inner child stuff, I like to just have a dance party with, mm. with all those little, little Christina's and, you know, all of the integration. The thing is that there are just so many layers they can pop up and people often, I find people, they just want to be done with it. They're like, yeah, I did my inner child session. I'm like, right. yeah, right. <laughs> Good luck with that one. Like, it's going to keep popping up. Like, it's only natural. So you just let it come up as it needs to. Yeah. Clear it. And as we know, so much from zero to seven informs the rest of our lives. So like mm-hmm. we all are walking around kind of with wounded children within us. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot. And then we project our shit on their stuff and then it just yeah. keeps on going. So yeah. that meditation has been helpful. I'm so glad to hear it. I want to do a lot more inner child stuff. I, that's something that, I mean, it comes up in any struggle that people have, right? Because like I worked in more health for a while and then more business coaching and now a lot more focused on spirituality and like in every single area, the core of the root causes of most people's imbalances in whatever aspect of their life, it's always going to come back to inner child healing, like healing mother wound, healing father wound. Like that's always going to come up. And it's something that I wish I learned earlier on. I saw this meme today. They're like, what we learned in school, how to write cursive and calculus. Right. (laughs) And it was like what we needed to learn in school, like how to heal our inner child, which is true. I wish I had access to that earlier. And I think for parents to be more informed is really, really helpful. I mean, I can't imagine what it's like to have kids and also know all of this. Like it's a lot, it's a lot, you know, so big props to all the parents out there because I I don't have children. (laughs) It's a lot to be a conscious mom. Yeah. I mean, that's why I do what I do because I'm learning it. I'm on the path of it and we all need it so badly. I have like so much, so much respect. Like it just like fills, fills my heart when I see parents like educating themselves because I think a lot of, I mean, I see a lot of parents kind of just shutting themselves off because they're like, well, it's not my fault. And it's like, no one's blaming you. Look, It's just realizing from a neutral perspective, like this young child is going to internalize certain things in a certain way. 
it's no one's fault. Yeah. Right. But like to, uh, I don't know, just to have that awareness. I know I definitely wish my parents had that awareness, you know, like there are so many things that little T or big T traumatized me that they did not mean to at all. Right. And so as an adult, I can see that of like, oh, this was totally neutral. Like she was so well-intentioned. I just was in my own space, wasn't fully cognitively developed and interpreted it this way. And then this affected me for the rest of my life. And so I don't know, so much of unraveling that that's been so healing for me. And especially with my health, with my business, it just keeps popping up. And it's, it's so wild to me to see how many different versions of myself like needed that nurturing. Mm. But I really think that, I don't know, more, more parents should get that education because for most people, it's just like they don't even, they never even heard of it, you know? Like if I brought it up to my mom, I'm doing inner child work. She'd be like, what does that even mean, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think it's just being able to touch on those topics in a way that people can receive them, which in general right now is something that I think most people should be aware of because there's a lot of, <sighs> there's a lot of spreading opinions, but not necessarily in a way that people are going to receive it. And I, I did a, I don't know where I talked about this, but I made some video or podcast or something about like if you really want to teach people you really want to educate if you really want people to see your side you have to communicate in a way that's that they're going to listen and there's so much just yelling and screaming and being mean to people and degrading people as a way to try and get them to hear your point well no you've already decided if you're going to approach somebody in that way you've already decided you don't care if they actually ever change their mind yeah right like if somebody comes after me and starts attacking me as a way to get me to hear their perspective i'm already shut off totally and this is these are communication skills which again just another skill that we we don't learn especially like my generation (laughs) the generations below me like just the communication goes down 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 and that's it that's just like a key a key thing of how do you communicate and actually get people to hear your perspective and how do you listen because also people don't know how to listen so just kind of went on tangent but it's like no it's so (laughs) true and right now more than ever because we all are being triggered in a lot of ways Mm -hmm. globally in our communities. I mean, there's so much noise and so much going on. So how do you find your own inner peace? And that's like the need for spiritual work that that is doable. I mean, I feel mm-hmm. like that's the tools that we need right now, which is what you're just saying of being able to speak to people and they can comprehend it and actually use it. Mm-hmm. And that's key. I think that what's helped me a lot in the last year especially I at the beginning got really wrapped up in all of the noise and all the, and I got so upset, like so viscerally like upset. And I found myself spiraling down into this fear state. And I'm like, this isn't me. Like I was there forever, came out of it. And then I'm like, I just remembered how gross that vibration felt to me. And I remembered how addictive it is. Mm -hmm. And it was coming from people also that I really admired and respected. And now I'm like, whoa, now I just feel this icky vibration. And I'm just going in a really dark place. I'm super depressed. And I know me, I'm sure you and like most people listening to this, like we feel everything that's happening. Like even if I'm not even being personally affected, I'm feeling it so heavily from other people as well. And I got into a really dark place. Like it was just not good. Even though nothing was actually happening in like my personal life physically, I was just like, you know, in my room hermiting like usual, but I could feel everything and it just was yucky. And what has helped me is really staying grounded and clear with my spiritual practice. And like, let me just turn off all the noise for a second. And what do I know? And what do I believe? And I trust myself over anybody else, like always 100%. 
And what I know is we're experiencing split realities, like yeah. more than just two, like many split realities. And so I get to decide which reality do I want to be in. And it's this really weird thing where there are a lot of people who are kind of living in a happy bubble. And then also a lot of people living in a fear bubble. And then a lot of people in the middle. And I have to decide, you know, I get to decide which bubble do I want to be in because it's it's a mindset shift. It's perspective. And what we were talking about earlier, like before, like learning to just be present every single day as, I don't know, a way to get through all of the craziness, but also isn't that to me, like that's the larger lesson of this whole time period. Everything that's being triggered in this time period, it's for a reason. These are tools that we need to have to move into like the earth that we're creating this, this better earth. It is to be present in the current moment and, you know, 5d consciousness and being in love. Like it's to be in the present moment. And we are, well, everything that's going on is just highlighting the fact that we're always living in the past and in the future and looking at everybody else and everybody wants to avoid, well, not everybody, right? But you look around and you're like, wow, you just want to avoid everything that's just mirroring back to you. And people don't want to take responsibility, most people for like what's being mirrored back to them, right? Because if I feel like I'm in a really depressed, fear-based state all the time, that's about me. What yeah. choices am I making? What am I allowing myself to to listen to how am I interpreting things? How, where am I letting myself fall into somebody else's belief system instead of my own? Like that's so crucial for me to take responsibility for. And I always just come back to like, if I feel myself going into that place, I'm like, I can sit here and be sad and upset and worry, but where is that getting me? Like all I focus on, all I can focus on is the current moment. How do I show up best and how do I serve? And there's a bigger, there's a bigger mission at play. Like there's a bigger thing going on. And we have to remember that where we focus our attention is where our intention goes. And that's what we are energizing. That's what we are magnetizing. That's what we're amplifying. And so if I'm sitting here thinking all the time about all of the crazy shit that's happening in the world, that's what I'm amplifying. And so when I think about it that way, it's like, well, yeah, I'm going to be in the present moment. I'm going to talk to my spirit guys. I'm going to have a dance party in my room. Like I'm going to, I don't know, give myself a massage, like whatever it is. And I'm going to be happy right now. And that's the energy I want to magnetize for the planet. And this is where we have to take a personal responsibility for the collective shift. And yeah. so many people, especially in the spiritual space, you know, they just like want somebody to lead them. Like we're, we're past that shit. Yeah. Think about every time you let anyone lead you, like it all crumbles to shit. Like everybody listening, <laughs> right? Like you're important. Like you're yeah. just as important as anybody else. And so where you're not using your voice, where you're not making shifts in your own life is where you are not contributing to the collective shift to something better. Yeah. That's it. And so I can't control what everybody else around me does, but I can make damn sure every single day that I amplify all of the high vibrations, good vibrations in the world. And I help other people transmute where they feel like they can't because they can't, they just haven't seen the perspective shift. And that's how I can show up and that's what I can take responsibility for. And so I do, but if we find ourselves in places where we're just expecting somebody else to save us, well, how are you contributing to the collective shift? Because we're going to get there faster of everybody feeling the new way of being overall when everybody takes personal responsibility. Mm. Amen. I just want to snap. I just want to snap. I want to snap. <laughs> there we go. Yes to all of that. And, you know, of course, we were talking a long time before pressing record. And something that I know that a lot of women that are listening to this are going through is being on different pages with their partners. When you have children, it's complicated. We're not saying this is easy, but it does come back to that self-discipline and that self-responsibility. And I do think that that is preparing us, kind of forcing us mm-hmm. to really grow up. And to meet this new world and help create it mm-hmm. and not be passive in it. You know, like the things that have transpired in the past couple of years have, you know, that that image of like coal 
turning into a diamond under fire. Like Mm -hmm. that shit is real. Like I feel like a warrior now. A couple of years ago, not so much. Just like spiritual bypassing some stuff, <laughs> like happy yeah. in my bubble. And now I'm like, yes, I'm happy every day. I find joy every day. And I can fight if I need to fight for mm-hmm. what I truly believe in. Mm-hmm. And I'll stand up for it, you know? And I don't care if people think I'm crazy. Like that really doesn't affect me now. But it does take a lot of work to do that. And especially if you are an empath, if you are in the healing arts, if you are very connected with the energy around you, it takes work, it takes boundaries, it takes physical boundaries, mental, emotional, spiritual boundaries. It's a lot. It's a lot of work and we're here for it. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting because I saw, who posted this? Drew Canoli posted this the other day and he was like, the people who are seeing what's going on right now are people who have had some type of near-death experience, chronic illness where they've been affected. Like he was like pointing out some key things. I'm like, that's exactly it. And I think this has brought up so many things for me of when like five years ago, my health just fell apart and everybody told me I was lying and just like that my autoimmune disease wasn't real and all of this bullshit. And like at that time, I was very much in the energy of like, I need to fight for myself and I'm going to speak up for myself. And that taught me a lot. It taught me a lot and made me a much stronger person. But I also learned a lot about being in the energy of convincing, which I always say I'm like, I'm allergic to. Like, I don't give a shit. Like, because here's the thing. If we're feeling really triggered by somebody else's viewpoints, we have to ask ourselves, well, why is this upsetting me so much? Why do I, like really being honest, like, why do I need that person to see it my way? And why, why am I uncomfortable when everybody isn't agreeing, you know, (laughs) when I'm in the room with them? Because if we think about like being in unconditional love and unconditional forgiveness, like I honor where you're at, right? right? Like that's what it is. And that's, that's a challenge. And I think most people aren't fully there. I'm not, I'm certainly not in unconditional love and forgiveness 24 seven every day, but it's for me to remind myself of like, okay, am I aligning with that right now? Because every time I judge somebody, well, now I'm back in hierarchy and now I'm back in 3d and now I'm back in fear. So I think there's a lot we can learn about ourselves when we explore, you know, why is this triggering me so much? And with the, with the partnerships, oh man, I mean, it's such a big topic. Here's my perspective on all of it. There's so many different types of relationships and partnerships, right? There's so many different types of long-term relationships and marriages and everybody's needs or wants in that in a partnership and a long-term partnership are going to be different right what what's core for me might be different than what's core for you and so I think this is highlighting where couples haven't communicated clearly and also where whoa maybe this is a core value that I didn't know before or is this really a core value right because for some people having very different opinions on what's happening right now might actually not be a big deal right and that's fine but like it's it's an interesting place to explore where like when it's not fine right Right. like I know for me I realize like this is a core thing I have to be on the same page as somebody with with this and I also have friends who they don't need to and that's totally fine for them but like this is core for me because I know how you know I would want to raise my kids and how I just see the world and I just know for my my level of communication I have to be on the same page in in certain areas there are other areas of my life where I don't need to be on the same page with my partner because most people you're gonna have some differences right like (laughs) yeah no one's perfect where do you want to compromise you know and this this comes up so often, like kind of a different context, but in my business coaching, like in where relationships always come up because as they go through the program, a lot of the women, they'll be like, there's this point where people are like, I think I, I don't know if I should be with my, my husband anymore, or I don't know if I should be with my 
you know, boyfriend and this is a business coaching program. Right. Mm -hmm. But we're like, it's so spiritual and they're just uncovering so much about themselves and realizing, wait, I can't even talk to my partner about this. And it's like, maybe let's take spirituality, for example, like it's just knowing who you are and what's important to you. Because for some people, like it's totally cool and they feel great. Like, oh, I have my spiritual stuff and I'm super woo. And he's over there, like, I don't know, looking up yeah. cars and cars and shit. And we we don't align on that. But then we have these other things that we come together. And it's nice to have things to yourself, right? Yeah. Like, because sometimes when both partners are super spiritual, there's like this competition ego thing that happens as well. But on the other page, sometimes they're like, no, this is such a big part of my life. Like, you have to be aligned with me on this, yeah. you know? And that's not like a right or wrong. It's just being really honest with yourself about what you need and what you want. And I think it's a really big test for people of, are you ready and willing to ask for that very clearly? And like, where are you afraid of the fallout? Where are you afraid that it's not true, that if it's not this, it's something better, you know? And I think it's just highlighting for people where they aren't letting themselves receive, where they're not being honest with themselves, I mean, partnerships are the most triggering mirrors, but like the most mm -hmm. important places for growth, right? Like there's so much growth and reflection that can happen in a romantic partnership that just doesn't happen when you're by yourself, no. right? Like so much comes up to be healed, so much. And some people take all of the triggering as like not the right person. And other people are like, no, you're my healer. Like you're literally my healer. You, you highlight for me everywhere that I haven't looked. So I think it's really just about you know, you need to be honest with yourself. Like nobody else can decide for you if it's right to stay or go, but it's like just being honest with what you need and where are you willing to compromise and where are you not, right? Because I know we talked a bit about kids and like, I'm certainly no expert on this, but what I believe is that first of all, with topics like divorce, like people see it as very like black and white. And I am somebody who personally, I don't see anything wrong with divorce at all. Like I'm not afraid to get married if I was like getting married and like, I know I'm going to divorce you probably wouldn't, but like, right. <laughs> I see no shame in like getting married. And then if you grow and you change, like you get divorced. I know many couples who have divorced and are still great friends. And like, I'm somebody who also in all of my relationships in the past, like I've never not become friends with that person. Like we're always fine. And so I know I've had a lot of friends get divorced in the last year. And I think having that conversation with them has been helpful. It's almost like they need a permission of like, oh, I never thought that divorce could be not awful because for many of them, their parents were divorced and it was this awful thing. Totally. Yeah. Um, but what I also know is that it can be hard. It can be very hard and we're comparing apples to oranges, right? But it can be hard for kids also to grow up in a home where their parents clearly don't love each other, totally. where their parents yeah. are clearly fighting. Like that can be just as hard. And sometimes it's easier if, because what actually matters the most in my personal opinion is that their models of masculine and feminine energy of parents is happiness and being in love. And so what's going to allow you to be in that energy and allow that person to be in that energy? Yeah. I think that's the most important thing. And for some people that can be separate and for some people that can be together, you know, and you go through phases, you yeah. know, because, you know, you can be so aligned and having all the open communication, you have children and you have no idea what's going to be brought up to the surface. Mm -hmm. And then you add on all these new issues and things that are happening now that I certainly didn't even know about 10 years ago when yeah. I had children, you know? Yeah. So it's ever evolving too. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm a big, this is like, it just goes back to the communication piece. Yeah. Most people haven't really learned that great of communication skills. I'm a big believer in therapy or coaching or like whatever it is. 
I don't care who. I think that every couple should like have to do that, if not regularly, at least like before. I mean, obviously, like before marriage, I think at least. And then during marriage, because stuff comes up and it's so helpful just to have a third party observer helping with communication. And I think a lot of people have like unrealistic expectations. Like, look, I don't think I mean, I'm going to take my best friend who I love unconditionally. Like if I was stuck in a house with her for like 40 years I would want to be out right <laughs> like that's just part of like yeah. being confined with somebody yeah. you're gonna get upset with each other and things are gonna get really tense the best way to prepare yourself is with communication ahead of time because I think what happens is either people blow up because they don't know how to communicate or they suppress it typically the woman suppresses it <laughs> and then that causes all of this disease she gains weight she feels like shit yeah. and she's also building up all of this stuff in her head all of these fights that she's having in her head but not vocalizing and then there comes a point where there's just a total outburst and it's so intense because she wasn't releasing along the way and like just for every woman to understand the way that men communicate and think is different like it just is I think Alison Armstrong do you know Alison Armstrong Mm -hmm. like the way I remember like the first time I, I I read like one thing from her and I was like my whole life makes sense now. And then just being, again, this goes back to being able to adjust your communication. And maybe this is an intuitive thing. I don't know. I'm generally a pretty good communicator because I don't think about how I want to say something. I think about how is this person I'm talking to need to hear this to be able to receive it, right? Mm, so like- that's such a good little twist of the lens. Yeah, you know, because the way I show up is going to be very different depending on who I'm around. If I want to talk to uh, somebody in my extended family who's like literally opposite viewpoints of everything I believe and like thinks I'm batshit crazy, I'm not going to go in there being angry and mean and confirming what they already want to believe about me. Right. Right. I'm going to be soft and loving and open and asking them questions and inviting them to share their perspective and you know, just communicating in a way where they don't feel attacked and where I'm not giving them any more ammo to confirm their biases against me. If I already know that, you know, and I just think it goes back to communication. And I think about like with my partner, I have learned to really change my communication style. I've never had to communicate in this way before dating him. And it's like, I'm like, okay, he's linear. One thing at a time needs to make sense give car analogies, give, (laughs) give engineer analogies, you know? And I'm like thinking, how can he understand this? Because if, when I speak like quantum, he's like, what the fuck? Right. He's just like, what are you saying? You sound crazy. But if I give him an example, right. Of the universe and I use a car engine, he's like, oh, I get it. Right. And so I've just like learned to give him piece by piece. It's just like a very small example. When people are upset with each other, like the classic, like, this is how I'm feeling, right? How do you feel about it? Asking them first, like, I'm bringing this up. This isn't about you. This is about me. Thank you for highlighting this for me. I realized that when you said that, like, this is something that I've learned, like, with him. Like, well, if we, like, get in a fight, I'm like, just pause. I'm like, right now, I'm not really arguing with you. I'm arguing with my mom. Mm, And then in that that moment, we just, like, we, we've talked about this before. And so then I stop and I'm like, I'm arguing with my mom. And I'm like, and I tell him exactly what happened. I'll be like, so when I was seven and I used to blah, 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 my mom used to do this. And that really made me feel X, Y, Z. And so in that moment, he understands like, oh, this is where this is triggering little Christina. It's not about me. Right. Mm -hmm. And then that's actually productive and we can like work through it. And then that helps me heal it, you know, and vice versa for him. Like if he's getting upset, I'll be like, is this really about me or is this about your mom? And he can hear that. Yeah, he can. Because we've had the conversation outside of when we might be fighting. Right. 
And that's why I think like that is not the time yeah, to tell yeah. other people their feelings. Yeah, that's exactly. not the time to be like you're yeah. you're, you're yelling at me from your wounds, <laughs> right? Because I've done that before. But it's like yeah. having these conversations beforehand are really really helpful, and especially when people like feel psychoanalyzed by you in a fight, they're gonna be so pissed. Totally. Like I mean, I don't like that either. Like no. if if I'm if I'm talking to somebody, I feel like they're like trying to like analyze me. Like, well, this is your and I'm like honestly, fuck you. Like, I trust know. me, I know, right? Like it's like. When people like you always do this yeah. I'm like I don't always do fucking anything yeah except for exactly breathe. <laughs> I know <laughs> so I just think having those conversations before outside this is what yeah. I'm working through this is my trigger because this is the thing whenever you're getting upset with somebody that's always about you and yeah probably about them too but also let's just highlight where it's about me and when I'm the first to surrender and say whoa I'm getting triggered because of this and this made me feel unworthy when I was a kid this made me feel not loved this really hurt me that gives the other person the space to feel safe and comfortable to say wait oh wait this is actually bringing this up for me like I got to do it first though yeah and it takes real determination to be that honest with yourself Mm -hmm. and it's hard in a relationship to do that sometimes Mm -hmm. but I mean, it comes back to that inner wound, that inner child that it's so funny how we have like goggles on because I just didn't see it. I was Mm -hmm. like, no, it's that behavior. It has nothing to do with my inner child. Mm -hmm. And now I'm really looking. I'm like, ew. Yeah, I could see how that that wound is coming up for me. And it also is so interesting because I didn't do all this work. I just fell in love and got married. It was like, yeah, you know, it was so just heart led and gut led. And I'm so glad. I mean, we are, you know, I feel like my husband and I were so meant to be and have our daughters and all of that, but it is so interesting to see how we are attracted to the familiar when mm-hmm. you haven't done the work and healed, you know, yeah. it can look very differently than my dad. Mm-hmm. A lot of the stuff underneath can be very similar. And no matter how much we don't want to do that, it's yeah. like that. It's like being drawn to that lighthouse because it's just what we knew from a child. Yeah, totally. I mean, it's interesting with like, you know, all the divorce rates and everything. And I look at a lot of people my age and I just like look at their relationships and I'm like, you're, you're going to, you don't even know yourself. Yeah. You don't even know yourself. And so people like, I find a lot of people, not everybody, but either like cut themselves off from the personal growth or they like feel like I can't grow. And I've even, I've come across that too. Like I'm somebody that's like very free and there are moments where I have to catch myself. I'm like, where am I like doling this down, like this interest down because I'm like, holy shit, this would like yeah. be really weird with our relationship. And so I have to be conscious of that, you yeah. know, so people might like cut themselves off typically unintentionally from growth or like they just grow so far apart, you know, and like give yourself a chance, give yourself a chance to do, to do that type of work and exploration. And yeah. I think also with our education system, like I didn't have the space I just didn't have the space to even know myself. You know what I mean? Like I wasn't taught that, but I didn't have the space. And it wasn't like until like I got super sick that I did have, I did have the space. And like, you know, we're always growing and getting to know ourselves more. But I think a lot of people look to find themselves in a relationship rather than finding themselves first. Yes. Amen. And that's such a good point about the education system because that's something I'm completely unprogramming myself Mm -hmm. from and deconstructing. And it is. It's like you're shuttled from one thing to the next. Your brain can't even catch up. It's like kids just get into an activity and then the bell rings and it's off to the next thing and that for decades. And then you're like, who the fuck am I when you get out of college? And then you just go keep going down that path and it usually does take something like sickness. Mm -hmm. And I love your new podcast. I haven't listened to it. I listened to your whatever you post on Instagram about it, but how you manifested your chronic illness and how that was such a turning point to all of this work. Mm -hmm. And by the way, how old are you? 25. Yeah. So, (laughs) so guys, 
For all of you in your 40s, we're here. Most of my friends are much older than me, though, I will say. But I'm so impressed with you. Oh, thank you. Truly. And I don't, I mean, truly, because you have accomplished so much. You have what, 400 episodes on a podcast? Do. And just your journey. And you have like 10 different things going at all times and so many different like funnels, so many different courses. I mean, it's it's really wild. So I do want to just dive into that for a second. And this is one of my main questions to ask you. And then I got on your live for a second today and you were talking about it. So I was like, there we go. <laughs> Ding. Divine timing. But that concept that we can build in time. We can create more time when we are really aligned with what we want to do and on mission. Because for pretty much, I would say 99% of the women listening to this podcast, we don't feel like we have enough time. Mm-hmm. We have kids, we have partners, we want to be working or creating or now stepping into the next level of ourselves. And it feels so overwhelming and daunting because we don't have the fucking time. Mm-hmm. And especially if you don't have nanny, babysitting support, partner support, it is, it feels impossible. Yeah. So talk a little bit about that if you can. Yeah. Well, I'll first say I, I had a call. I've heard quite a few calls like this, but I had a call recently with someone in one of my masterminds and she was just like, I don't understand how you do everything you do. And I looked at her. I'm like, before I even tell you, I don't have two kids. I don't have a husband. I don't have a dog. Yeah. <laughs> so like, let's just, let's just like keep that in perspective. Like the logistics. Yeah. yeah it's a lot. Yeah. Right. And I think there's something to like really we have just unrealistic expectations of everything to get done in a day. And I think like in the wellness space, it's like I I went on this whole thing for like a week about this in my stories about these morning routines. I'm like, who the fuck is having a four hour morning routine? Thank you. Like, yes, I like and I you look at ideal morning routine, morning routine of successful people. And I'm like, if I did all that shit in the morning, it would take me four fucking hours. Like yes. I can't imagine people who have like other responsibilities. I get to control my schedule and I don't have like people I need to take care of. So <laughs> I can't even imagine, you know? And so I think it's important like to notice where you might be feeling insecure or comparing yourself without even realizing it because of things that you see when, let me, let me just tell you straight up like most people lie about their morning routines like no. I can't tell you the number of people who lie like <laughs> That's I see this so dumb. I see That's this so all crazy. the time well because they're like oh well I'm a wellness person or right. I'm an entrepreneur I need to have this and they like totally conflate it and it's like <laughs> absolutely not you know so just just <laughs> notice just just notice what you might be comparing yourself to and like be realistic for what you need and what you can handle and every day might be different so I just would say the first thing is like you know I look at my to-do list and it's like 50 things and I'm like I don't know about that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what's realistic? Like, for me, I like to have three things that I need to get done that day. And I ask myself, like, and that doesn't have to be work. Like, it's like three things for me to do today that where if the end of, if I finish the day and I don't get anything else done, if I do those three things, I will feel accomplished because that's what matters is that we feel accomplished. And so that also allows me to prioritize because I could have like 10 things I want to do, but I'm like, if I spend my time doing the busy work of all these other seven and it was the big three that I avoided because I'm like, oh, I'll do that later. Well, now that day finishes and I'm like, I don't feel accomplished and I feel shitty about myself. So like if that's three, if that's two, if that's one, like circle the one thing and it's like, I'm deciding that if I finish this today, if I do this, I'm going to feel fucking accomplished. And that could be like, I meditate for 10 minutes today. Like mm-hmm. then I feel accomplished and then you, it, it just lightens your stress load all the time. So much of it is reframing, but being realistic with yourself is, is super important with bending time. So I think what I like about the concept of time expansion is I feel like there's a lot of very practical, like tangible things, but then there's also the very spiritual, like time is a construct. And that was actually like when I was, when I was really little, one of the things that like freaked me out the most that I didn't realize was my, I don't know, intuitive 
stuff, but like I would have really bad panic attacks because I would expand space and time. Like I'd be sitting in my bedroom and I would see the walls just move out like a hundred feet all wow. around me. And I would look at the clock and I would see it go f- really fast. And then I would see it go really slow. And I'd sit there for like what felt like an hour and it just would never move. Like, and I had this very, and I would, and I would look and it was like, things would be in slow motion. I remember looking outside and literally seeing things in slow motion. And I was like, what the fuck? And it freaked me out. And I started having really bad anxiety attacks. Like when I was really, really little because of it. And I would try and explain it to my mom. And you know, she's like, what? <laughs> like she's just like, it's okay. I think she's watching too much Alice in Wonderland. You know, it's like, she didn't know yeah. what I was explaining. And it wasn't until like two years ago that I realized, oh, that's what was happening. I mean, clear as day, I remember those experiences because it, it started happening again a couple of years ago where I'd like just see everything shift around me and I'd be like, what the fuck? But I think people experience time shifts more than they expect. Like think about anytime you're in flow and what happens to time. Like sometimes there are times when I'm just in flow doing things and I'm like, holy shit, it's been six hours. And other times I'm like, whoa, I just wrote a whole book and it's been like five minutes, right? Like when I'm channeling, I feel like it's been 10 hours and it's been like 15 minutes and I can go into channel and like write. I mean, I can go into channel and for 15 minutes just like right. And I'm like out and I come back and I've written like 40 to 50 pages. Wow. And I'm like, what, what the fuck? You know? So I would start to pay attention to like, what makes you feel like time is slow and what makes you feel like time is fast. The more you practice being present in the current moment, the more you can start to work with time. And something really simple is like, I mean, I do this all the time with like, I'll wake up and if I'm running late, I'll be like, guides, I need extra time. And I'll literally just go back to sleep and I wake up 20 minutes later and the clock's the same. I'm like, thank you. Um, I do this also when I'm driving places. I'm like (laughs) perpetually late. I think anybody who knows me knows. I think it's the LA. LA like conditioned me to be late to everything. I know. Well, (laughs) it's the traffic, but you were exactly on time today. Well, and so, and I left, I mean, I did today. I like, (laughs) I was planning on leaving at one. It was like 20 minutes. I looked at the thing and I left at 1.15 and I got here you know, and my thing said it was going to take me 24 minutes. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to be late. Um, I did this yesterday too. I had something at 10 AM. I didn't leave my apartment until too late to get to LA. And I was like, I need to get here on time. And I will just literally ask them to help me expand time. And the thing is though, that I fully believe it. Like mm-hmm. it, what if I'm asking, I'm like, I don't think this is going to work. Well, it's now I'm gonna work. yeah, it's not yeah. going to work. So it's like, but I'm, I, I've had, I've experienced it enough times that I know it works. So I am fully in that belief and I'll ask for it. But the other thing is like what I was talking about today, it's realizing like the limits of our beliefs and is what all of this brings up and like where we don't trust and where we say we trust, but we don't really, Mm -hmm. which is really common in the spiritual space. Like we say we trust, but really do you? Because if you really did, your life would be very different. You take many more leaps, you know, because they wouldn't feel like they wouldn't feel like leaps. But like this morning I was just sitting there and why this was coming through is my guys were talking about how there are certain people in my energy healing training. They're like, they're so antsy to get ahead to healing other people. And they need to be fully in this, using this energy for themselves because that's where all the juicy stuff comes up. That's where you learn to work with it and make it your own and really, uh, you know, embody that higher frequency. And they're like, they're trying to skip ahead. And it's like this underlying energy of y'all are just trying to rush like everything. And why are you trying to rush? Like what's, what's over there? And so they were saying, you need to tell them, like, remind them that there's more than enough time when you are living in alignment, when you're in alignment with your purpose, like you will be provided for. And I found this again and again, like 
financially, with time, with support. Like if I'm clear on my mission and like where I'm supposed to go, I don't need to know every single step and where I'm headed in 10 years, whatever. But if I'm clear on like, this is the vibration I'm supposed to spread. This is the work I'm supposed to do. This is what lights me up. I'm very clear on that. The universe is not going to drop things in my lap and guide me there and then like take it away and be like, you're not supported. Right. And so this is like, I mean, with business, I've made all kinds of crazy leaps. And like my clients are the same because they start to understand. They're like, if I'm supposed to do this and my guides are like, hey, move here. Hey, leave this job. I'm not going to be homeless. Like the money drops in in wild ways. Right. And so the same thing with time where, and this is why it's so funny, like that card that came up, like this is for sure a sticking point for me. And like one of my big lessons of resting more. And I feel like that's such a cliche thing, but like the depths of what that means, I think have, I've just been like going places there that I like haven't been before with like what that actually means with resting and just the different brain states you can get in and how they all give you something different uh, and different types of rest and all of that. But, you know, they're basically saying like, if you're, if you're a healer and you're here to heal other people, part of that is healing yourself and expanding yourself and charging your battery. And if, if it, you're so clear that you're here to help other people, do you really think we're not going to give you enough time to charge your own battery? Absolutely not. People believe there's not enough time. So now they feel drained. So now they're like, I don't have time, but like all this, when I'm like, absolutely not. Of course, like the universe is going to provide for me so I can be full of energy, full of life and serve in the best way possible. So if I take this week off of work, that's just going to mean, I don't know, more money's going to drop in. I'm going to have more clients come to me. I'm going to like something better is going to happen because of it, I because I believe that gives me more time, you know, or I think about this actually happened to me with the last course I dropped. Like I, I'm very like, I don't plan things out. Right. And it doesn't usually make sense when I, when I do things, but I was like at this total burnout stage, but I just intuitively, I was like, I need to launch this course. Like they were just like launch it now. And I had been planning on taking like two weeks of just like resting, sleeping. And I'm like, what the fuck? And so I like launched the course it's on sale. And I'm like, okay, I have to finish the, all the whole course, like all of the videos by this date, which is in like two and a half weeks. And I'm like, and I started feeling that of like, fuck, I need to rest. Like (laughs) I need to rest, but also I have to make these videos and I'm not going to be able to fully rest if I haven't made the videos because I'm going to be stressing out about them. You know, it's like making a whole course in two and a half weeks, but I'm also super burnt out. And I'm just like, guys, why do you want me to do this? And they're like, just trust us. And so I'm like, okay, fuck it. I I physically cannot make the videos right now. So I'm just going to sleep and rest. So I did. And then there came a time like a week later where I just felt inspired to do it. I had more energy. And I made like a wild number of course videos, like within, it doesn't make sense how many hours I did it in. (laughs) Like it was like five hours of actually recording. I think I made like 12 to 13 videos. And then I did it again, like the next weekend. And it was like, they're like, when you rest, we're going to, we're going to expand the time for you. You're going to finish it. We wouldn't tell you to launch this. Like, because sometimes they'll, they'll guide us to do things that don't make any sense. Well, because I'm not working in 3d anymore. Guess what? Right. So if they tell me you need to rest for two weeks and at the same time, now is the perfect time to launch this course. And these videos need to be done in two and a half weeks. And there's a shit ton of them. And I'm logically like, that doesn't fucking make sense. Mm -hmm. I mean, I can choose to say that doesn't make sense. And I can choose to be like, you know what, I'm going to give myself rest. And then launch it later. That's not wrong. But I can also choose to say, let me swim around at 5D for a sec and decide that I'm not going to be limited by time. And I will get my two weeks of rest and I will make all these videos and everything's going to happen perfectly. And now I've basically turned what 
would have been a four and a half, five week thing into two. Does that make Amazing. sense? Yeah. That's incredible. So the thing is that it, it's the trust though yeah. with time. And I think something really simple is like asking for it. And the way that we receive time, it can be different. It could be literally like, hey, the time on clock didn't change. It can also be like, oh, your extra nanny drops in or this extra person helps, or I don't know, somebody has to stay home and then you're getting extra help here, or you get invited to a free healing session with somebody. And like, suddenly you felt like, oh my God, that hour, I was like, it was like five hours of juicy goodness for me, you know? So just be open to the many ways in which time can, can Mm -hmm. come to you, you know? And I know for me also, another way that time has come to me is I've had many times where I'm just like, I'm overwhelmed. There's so much I'm doing. So many people are pulling on me and I'm like, give me space. And I get space. It's not always in the way I want. (laughs) Sometimes it is like my physical body. It typically for me personally is my physical body will burn out. That's like my trigger point. And they always, they're like, the only way we can get you to stop is if you can't get out of bed. That's like been like a learning point for me because my brain is so fast. It's like such a, the first time I, yeah, like the first time I got my astrology chart read, like (laughs) I remember they're like, so you're going to have issues because your brain is so fucking fast, but your body is so sensitive and like, Mm -hmm. it needs so much rest. And I'm like, this makes sense, you know? So I have to hold myself back, but you know, there have been times where I ask for space and it can happen where like no one signs up to work with me. I got the space. Right. Right. (laughs) Right. So I don't know. It can come in many, in many ways, but. And trusting that too is the hard part or the key. Yeah. I mean, in both and. Exactly. And that's, that's the leap, you know, but it's a different way of living and there's not a wrong or right way to do it. But people, a lot of people want to play with time, expanding time. And they want these like amazing, wild, cool things coming in through the universe. And I get it. I love it. But I also take what other people perceive to be risks and it comes, right? So it's like, it's all about your sense of belief. It's all about belief, really. But what I do know is that when you're in alignment and when you're fulfilling the purpose and the mission and you're really clear on your intention and the frequency from which you are making decisions, you're provided for. That's it. And so I'll look at any area of my life where am I out of alignment? This is where my energy drain is, Mm -hmm. right? Because spirit wants me to be happy and fulfilled. And like most people still have the conditioning and me too, right? Like this levels of this pop up where I realize, holy shit, this is still my conditioning. It's so deep that I have to work so hard and kill myself to earn happiness. Mm -hmm. Like that's, you know what I mean? Like that it has to be this way that motherhood is killing myself. So hard. Right. So what are the beliefs that you already have about what it is to be a mother and what it is to balance all these things. Because if I've decided that balancing 10 different things is hard, I'm going to bring that into my reality. Totally. Right? And so this is really being honest with ourselves about what are the beliefs around anything. You know, it's as true in business of like, if I believe I have to hustle and grind and kill myself to get there, that's what I'm going to experience. And I really think the key to unlocking all of this is just, it's what are your beliefs around everything you want to shift? And it's deep. It's not just a topical affirmation. You actually have to like look under it. And that's something I've really started in the past six months being aware of. In text messages now, I'll I'll really be mindful of the words I'm using. Mm -hmm. Not hard, not challenging, you know, still being honest, but putting things more in the positive instead of the negative. And it's pretty wild to catch yourself and just notice your habits. Yeah. And I'm such a positive person. I feel like most people in my life feel like I'm very positive. And yet it's so easy through my words to see where the negative and the fear is coming up. Mm -hmm. It's really interesting. I mean, I mean, it's 
it's like in coaching, it's so hard to do it for yourself. I think too, like it really is honestly, like when I was learning all this, like I needed somebody to be like pointing out to me, but do you see how that's rooted in this belief? Right. And so I'll do that with my clients now. And they're like, holy shit. And again, most of this comes back to like what we saw with our parents, (laughs) to Mm -hmm. be honest, you know, what we think that we can create or what we think that we deserve or how things have to be their relationship with money, with working, with family, with relationships themselves. We don't realize that those are beliefs. We think it's just how it is. Everything is a belief. And so like just the, asking yourself, why, why do I think that? What, what is the underlying belief of, of this where I think I, anytime you say I can't, that's, that's the place I can't, I don't have enough time. I can't do this. I it's, you won't. And right? we say that all the time. Yeah. I mean, I'm really trying never to say I don't have enough time. I do have enough time. It's what am I choosing mm-hmm. and how can I really be aligned in mm-hmm. what I'm choosing with my time, yeah. which is my life. Yeah. And I think like all the spiritual stuff is really helpful, but I start with like very logistical things like what I was like priorities and mm-hmm. time blocking, like all of that very basic stuff. You expand time that way. Okay, the time blocking, that blew my mind. Because of course, it's like something I've always wanted to do, yeah. never had the discipline. It's unreal. Like yeah. actually, when you don't check your fucking phone for two hours, the amount of work you can get done. I mean, it's a complete game changer for it's me. amazing. I can like 10x the hours of like, yeah. and even like with, with clients and how I schedule people, right? It's like, it needs to be back to back. Like anytime I'm task switching, not good, right? Like I'm just wasting time in between. Like I was just, mm-hmm. I just told my assistant, I'm like, we need to change all of this because I have something from two to three and then something from four to five. What a waste of an hour. What the yeah. fuck am I going to do with, right. from three to four? Right. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm not, I can't get fully into, yeah. into it. So time blocking, blocking out your days, like any way that you can smush things in and planning ahead. Like I never go to sleep not knowing what I'm doing the next day. Mm-hmm. And some people think that, you know, that's really intense, like, but it allows me to actually flow. And here's the thing. I know a lot of people are very loosey goosey. I'm I'm all about it. Right. But it's like, give yourself some, some structure to work with. Like this is the balance of masculine and feminine. Give yourself something to work with. That doesn't mean that you're married to it. doesn't mean that you're not allowed to change your plans, but give yourself some containers, some pockets. So you have direction because people waste time making decisions. People waste time responding to other people. I was actually just talking to somebody about this in the context of food. So like whenever I travel, I like have all the meals planned out ahead of time, right? Like everything. I know exactly where I'm going. I've done all the research. And like whenever people travel with me, they're like, holy shit, I've never had a trip like this. Like we're eating so well and we have so much more time to do things. When I go on trips with like my parents and, I, I'm, and I'm not in control, we spend probably like five hours of the day just deciding where to eat. Right. What a fucking waste of time. If I'm traveling somewhere, I want to experience it, you know? And so it's like not having to make decisions and just knowing ahead of time when I know exactly what I'm doing next, I don't have to waste time. Even with like podcasting, for example, like podcasting is something that always took me so much longer than it should have because I wasn't preparing. Like for me, batching my podcast, like recording it all at once and I'm ahead of time, a month ahead of time, I'm like, these are all the topics I'm going to cover. And what ends up happening is I change all the topics anyway, but there's something just to sitting down and at least getting my brain in that space. So I have a plan Mm -hmm. because I don't want to be ineffective. And I see this all the time with a lot of my clients, just people in my life who complain they don't have enough time. And I'm like, I just like look at them during like what they're doing during the day. This happens to me all the time with friends when I'm near them. I'm like, no offense, but you're not doing anything. Like you're just like wasting time on your email, on your phone. Like you're talking to me. Like what are you doing? Yeah. You know, like be on to the next thing. So I think that, I mean, it's very interesting because a lot of people have so much resistance to like scheduling and yeah, time blocking. It feels blocking. controlling. Yeah. Well, but that's, where does that come from? Right. Yeah. Typically it's, you know, what parent 
does yep. that come from? Where you yep. where you resist the control, you resist being told what to do and when. Why why is that rubble coming out? And it's yeah. to shift your perspective of for me, giving myself blocks and like some type of schedule is freeing because yeah. now I have more time during the day to get everything out. I'm so I'm so much more efficient and I know like I mean this happened to me last week where something was fucked up with my schedule and I had a call at like noon and then I had a call from like 3 to 4 and then I had something at like 5 for myself and I was like my whole day's wasted. Mm-hmm. Like I can't really do much. Mm-hmm. Like I can do some stuff in the morning but my whole afternoon it's just like so inefficient when if it was all blocked together, I would have a huge chunk after I'd have my whole evening to myself or I could push it all down and I have the whole day to create so much more. See, I like that too. I'd rather work for like a four hours Mm -hmm. and just know I'm working on all the different things Mm -hmm. and then have time to go for a walk or just be quiet and let my mind wander. I'm the same way. Like I I need big blocks to work with. And I don't know. It's just very interesting where people, and this comes back to where do you resist masculine energy? Where do you resist feminine energy? And so again, that's like healing father wound, healing mother wound, because it's interesting all of the ways that we resist support. When you resist time blocking, writing a to-do list, being clear, you're resisting support. And that does really come back to the self-worth and paying for Mm -hmm. help. And Mm -hmm. that you've actually helped me with that because (laughs) I was paying people, but I found I was judging myself and I felt guilty about it. And, you know, just listening to your things, because it it, it seeps into a lot of your podcasts Mm -hmm. of the shit you don't want to do, don't do it, Mm -hmm. you know? And like, I was telling you that like the tech part totally overwhelms me. And I feel like I waste so much time trying to figure it out. It's like, no, pay people to help you. And then you're just through it. And you're, I'm doing, then I have the time to do the stuff I actually want to do. Oh yeah. But it's like, why, why am I guilty? Why am I guilty? And it, it just has helped me when I'm paying that person now just being like, internally like thank you like blessing the check Mm -hmm. I'm sending blessing the payment like thank you so much because it brings so much joy to my life yeah and money is energy and then it does really come Mm -hmm. exactly comes back I mean there are so many reasons why I think it's important to outsource you're supporting other people right so it's like I'm spreading the money like and I would rather have pay somebody else to do it when they're going to do it faster they're going to be more excited about it than spend my time doing something that I'm going to be annoyed about and it's going to affect my vibration and then what am I doing right like god just like the resistance to support or feeling like we're not worthy of support is runs so deep but this this affects our relationship with the universe the universe inherently wants to support you but if you are emitting i can't be supported well uh don't be surprised if you don't get signs from your spirit guides you know totally that's like every mom by the way yeah listing so i mean it breaks my heart it breaks it breaks my heart so much i mean there's just so much conditioning around what it is you know to be a to be a mother but it's like i think there are a lot of parallels with like being any type of healer or practitioner and and motherhood in ways, you know? And like, also how are you, I think about like, okay, my mom, like always worked herself to the bone. Like what was modeled to me was it's not okay to stop. Like she woke up so early, handled everything, does a million things, like set the bar so high. And I grew up in such a state of stress because when I saw that I learned it's not okay for me to rest. I have to sacrifice myself for everybody else because that's what I saw. And that made me really sick and it made me like really depressed for a long time, you know, and like was why I'm so in my masculine because I thought it wasn't safe to be in my feminine and to rest. And like, I've never seen her rest, never, never seen her rest. And so that taught me it's not okay for me to, I'm then lazy if I do, you know? And so it's like, what are we modeling? Like if you, you were your daughter, what would you say to her? Rest when you need to rest. Yeah. Yeah. Like, because I mean, your body. what's going to happen? But like, literally what's going to happen, right? Your kid's going to need you. 
Okay, so depending on the age, right? If there's a partner, maybe they can help. This is where you outsource to have somebody, right? Um, if they're a little bit older, they can probably survive for five minutes. It's probably a good growth point, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean, I'm all about that. I'm mm-hmm. like the other side of helicopter mom with some mm-hmm. things. I mean, I'm very, I'm very present mom, but like I want my kids to be able to go nap. Like mm-hmm. Goldie will sometimes take herself in the room and take a nap. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my God, my three-year-old's asleep because she needed that. You know, when you give them the freedom to get to know their bodies, then they know their bodies exactly. and they know how to resource and take care of themselves. And obviously I'm not just like leaving them alone in the house, but it's our actions tell everything. You can say everything to your kid, listen to your body. If you never let your kid listen to their body, it doesn't matter what you're saying. So totally. it's really important to start them young on that. And even like with with food, you know, I don't make them finish something if they don't want it because mm-hmm. ultimately that's going to backfire. Oh, yeah. I mean, that backfired on me big time. Yeah. I mean, that fueled like big, de- big eating disorder for me because I was like told I had to stuff my face essentially. Mm-hmm. Like had to. I was not allowed to get down from the dinner table unless I had eaten like at least two courses like two wow. like two rounds of wow. everything because my mom was really worried about me because I was really lanky I was super mm-hmm. skinny but I was eating so much food and like she and I remember like there were times when I mean I would be sobbing I'm like mom if I eat anymore I'm gonna vomit like I was oh, so God. full and she would just be like you have to she's like there are you know there are starving kids in Africa and I was like, like that helps nobody yeah yeah God. I mean yeah yeah it was it was a lot I mean I was <laughs> I was locked in my room and not allowed to leave until I ate everything. Like, and it was like a lot. And whenever I was emotional, I was made food. And so when I went to college and I was really depressed, I would just sit there and binge for hours. Like that's the only way I knew how to deal with my emotions. And of course, of course you did because that makes sense. That's Mm -hmm. what you were taught. Yeah. In a weird way, but that's how we take it in as children. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like with my nine and a half year old, she'll have days and she's like, mommy, I'm just, I'm really not hungry. Like, Mm -hmm. and I let her not eat as much. And then on the day she needs to, she eats a ton. And it's just like letting the ebb and flow because guess what? I'm that way too. With the moon cycle, with my cycle, sometimes I want a lot of this. And then other days I want a lot of the other thing or or not even a lot of food. And then other days a lot of food. And so it's just, yeah, I think so much comes from modeling and just knowing that our kids, like there's no one right way. Yeah. Well, and I think about like, I mean, one of the core issues that people have is like, we don't trust ourselves. Like, where does that begin? It's like everywhere. It's like so much messaging that we learn. And one of those places is when, you know, we're told like, you you know, little kid is like, I'm cold. Oh, sweetie, it's not cold out. You're fine. Yeah. And now, yeah. And now as the child, it's like, I can't trust my body. Right. Like somebody else outside of me has to tell me if I'm cold or hot. Right. You need to put on a jacket. You're going to get sick. But we'll let them go outside and if they're cold, they can put on a jacket. Right. You know what I mean? Or like, yeah. I'm full. I don't want to eat. You have to eat. It's like, this is where we learn to not trust ourselves. And then these are when we become adults and we're like, who do I believe? There's so much bullshit. Like, I mean, this is something that like actually blows my mind. The number of people who bring up like just different iterations of, I don't trust myself. And I'm like, this isn't about how do you know you can trust so-and-so? How do you know? you? I'm sorry. What's underneath this is you don't trust you. It's not my job to tell you why I believe something or do something. Mm, The issue is that you don't trust yourself. You have to develop your own sense of discernment. If you are going to live your life always waiting for people outside of you to tell you what's right or wrong or what you need or what you should or shouldn't do, you're just giving your power away. Like, and you're always going to feel trapped. 
I mean, I can't imagine always having to look outside of myself to know how to feel, what to do, what I need, what I don't need, what's right or what's wrong. Like, and this is why people are so overwhelmed right now because there's so much information. Who do I believe? The issue is like, we have to take responsibility again, because when there's a sea of information around me, I can look at it and be very clear on like, this is what I think and not get stressed out about it. If you're getting stressed out about everything, you're like, I don't know what to believe. The real issue is you don't trust yourself. Boom. That's it. Yes. Oh my God. (laughs) That just beautifully summarized it. And so potent for this time when there's so much noise, like first just turn off the news. That's like Mm -hmm. a step A. Mm -hmm. So you can get to know your intuition yourself. And it's scary for a lot of people that have never really known themselves. Yeah. Well, and it's like, this is a big issue that we are given the opportunity to heal right now because it's so glaringly obvious of like, it's those moments when you're at the dinner table with your whole extended family and everybody's talking about their views on whatever it is. And you're thinking in your head, holy shit, I believe like the complete opposite. And they're all so hardcore on this side of it. And I'm on the other side. And in that moment, are you the person that goes along with it? And you're like, oh, well, everybody else thinks this. So maybe I'm dumb or I'm wrong or I'm missing something. So I'm just going to go along with them. Are you the person that's totally confident? Like you can all believe that, but this is where I stand. Mm -hmm. Just chill, whatever you want. And that is like, it just staring you in the face. And this is where with all of these world issues going on not to like downplay or dismiss but it's like that's there but also what's here is like all of this is coming up so that we on an individual level can step into our power yeah like these are tools we have to we have to learn to be able to like really expand and ascend and and shift the world because the the world isn't the world that we want to be in isn't going to be the world where you're still looking to everybody else to tell you what to do. It's where you trust yourself and you love yourself. And you're like, I know my beliefs and I know what resonates with me. But why so many people are so just having so many issues is because they feel that non-resonance. They feel that dissonance in them because they are saying they believe things that their body physically is like, no, this isn't right. It doesn't match. And so then you feel that in your body, you get anxious and you get, you're in a fear state. Like you are not, I can't, I can't emphasize this enough. Like When you are in fear or stress or worry, this is not God, right? This is not source. And that is, that is not you. You are source. You are God. Like, and so every time I feel fear or worry, I'm like, this isn't me because I remember who I am, right? I am high frequency. I am love. I am light. I'm abundance. That is what I am. That's my truth. And I'm going to choose that. That's my truth. So wherever the fear comes up, interesting. Mm -hmm. Where is this from? Because that's not me. So let's heal that because I know it's not my truth. And so many people are living in fear or living in anxiety that's not really you, but it takes remembering that and acknowledging that and like believing it and stepping into it. And people will hear that and they, they don't let themselves embody it. And this is where you don't allow yourself to receive of just knowing like you don't have to do anything to be worthy. You don't have to do anything to be at that vibration. It's simply choice. It's simply allowing everything that feels low frequency to fall away. And so wherever you are in that fear or anxiety, that's where you look because that is just like highlight, highlight, this is not a vibrational match. Because if it was a vibrational match for you, it wouldn't feel low frequency. And it's paying attention to those warning signs. Mm -hmm. And also, you know, the truth is that 
things are going to fall away yeah. when you up level. Like totally. that's just a reality. Just you're going to lose some friendships. Mm-hmm. You're going to probably lose some family members. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to lose those pieces of yourself. There's a great quote and I, I can't recall it right now, but it's like, we go through so many personal deaths and that is when you're truly living. Mm-hmm. And when we're scared to die, we cannot be rebirthed. It is yeah. part of it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think this is like another level of it of what this is highlighting is like this whole, this fear of death, which I'm sure you have uh, a very yeah. different perspective on death too, but it's like, that's also part of why, I'm like, what are you afraid of though? Like, I'm not afraid to die. <laughs> yeah. I'm not at all, right? Like, might not be comfortable, but I'm not afraid of it. I've done it many times before. <laughs> Totally. <laughs> you know, and that's just part of the process. It's the same thing. Like we're so afraid to lose relationships. Like it's release. Like why? Like why are we so attached? Like I mean, I think this goes back to like my personal my personal views on friendships, on romantic partnerships. Like I don't see divorce as bad. I don't see yeah, releasing don't of relationships as bad in any way. It's like I'm just on my path. And I, as long as I stay in alignment with that and I stay true to myself and I keep expanding in the way that I want to expand, some people will stay, some people will go. That's not up to me. It's just like people who are right for me will either find me at different levels or will come with me. And I think that if you're always around the same people, like if you're never releasing any relationships, either you're really around a lot of people who are extremely growth minded and you're very, very lucky or you're not growing. Typically the latter, yep. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it's like not, I, I, it, it's like, instead of losing it, like we have, we have all these connotations with words, right? Like I lost it. Like, what do you, right. what do you believe it says about you when you, when a relationship ends? Like what, because that's really what it is. Like, do you think that means you're not worthy? You're not good enough. It's like, you start to actually ask yourself, but why? Well, what it really means if I hold on to this toxic relationship or this relationship that's just holding me back is that I don't love myself enough to move forward and that I'm going to put that person's desires over my own and who taught me that that's what I should do because that's it, you know? And it's like, like the word selfish Mm. (laughs) has gotten such a negative connotation. I'm like, I will happily be selfish. And at the same time as being selfish, I'm really fucking giving. And the more selfish I am, the more I can give to other people. And that's just how I see it. I you know? agree, totally. And also when you really, when each one of us concentrates on our own alignment and happiness, we actually, as a byproduct, shift the relationship. I mean, you don't have to always throw you know the baby out with the bathwater. Yeah. It's like when you change your own stuff, it's amazing to actually see how relationships can change in ways you don't even know. Yeah. And that's something I've really been stepping into with all my relationships is like, I don't have to know the how. It's not up to me. That's up to God, spirit, universe. Mm-hmm. I don't need to know the how really of anything right now. Because I know for me, I suffer when I obsess over the how and yeah. like try to control the how. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that's that's part of the fun of it, right? Like yeah. letting yourself be provided for. Yeah. You don't you don't need to know the the how at all. And that's what blocks people. Because mm-hmm. we try and decide and it's like just let your soul drive the car. Right. It's like I want to make this amount of money. That's like, that's the number I want, but like, there's no way at this hourly rate that I could make that number. It's mm-hmm. like, Hey, well, maybe it's not an hourly rate anymore. Yeah. Maybe it's coming in a different way. One thing I wanted to ask quickly, cause it was about for moms, you know, realistic expectations is a big thing. And for me, like my morning routine right now, cause sleep is queen to me. I'm not good on no sleep. I have two children. I go to sleep with them. Like mm-hmm. it's a whole, you know, I'm not waking up at four to exercise, not happening. And so my morning routine is really like a list of 10 things I'm grateful for when I wake up in the morning. And even that just shifts stuff, Mm -hmm. you know, and makes me feel so embodied and happy in my life.
Motherhood, as we know, is full on. Each new age and stage of our children's development brings vast new lessons, challenges, and victories. It is a lot to hold. And my intention for creating Mom Club is to create a safe and healing space for mothers to gather together. It has been an especially intense time through this portal of 2020, and many of us found ourselves mothering in new ways, working, partnering, showing up for ourselves and each other in completely new ways as we cannot connect as much in person. We need support. We need to sit in circle. We need to feel seen and we need to feel heard. We need to vent and let it go. We need to know that we are in this together, not isolated and alone. So please join us if you are wanting to circle up with sisters, if you're wanting to find your tribe, if you find that you feel isolated or not jiving with your friends or you've moved and you don't have a set of mom friends near you, please join us in this virtual circle where we are co-creating a sacred space for dropping into meditation, having an oracle card read, having a chosen topic discussed each month, as well as plenty of time for Q&A. I want this to be a real community where we can connect and share practitioners and resources, where we can find other women on the call nearby and connect in real life. This is a co-creating a circle of trusted sisters. We will circle up, grab a hot mug of tea, light our candle or incense, and drop in with a listening ear and an open heart. If this sounds good to you, check out my Instagram at Mother the Mother, the link tree in my bio. If you sign up, subscribe, I will send you all the deets for the next mom club. We are rolling it out. We started in December, but now we got the momentum moving through into 2021. So please join us. I'm really excited about this community. It's lit, it's on, and we're doing it. J-Ma. One thing I was listening to, I can't remember something of yours, one of the many things. And it was like getting really clear with your list and then writing it 10 times a day. I had like a paragraph. So Uh is it, I mean, I know there's no right or wrong way, but just to make it doable for myself. So actually do it. Like, is it like, should I concentrate on three things or five (laughs) things? I mean, how do you do that? where I said that was with affirmations. Yes. Because it's like, we're imprinting it into our brains. Yes. The reason affirmations, like, look, they're great. I think a lot of like traditional like manifesting or personal development stuff is just like bullshit. Like mm-hmm. it's just thing. I'm like, what actually works? Like yes. how are we a- actually shifting neural pathways? Um, most people, there's just not enough consistency. They don't, they don't actually feel it. And so whatever I want to like imprint in, I need to say consistently. So like when I'm teaching about brain rewiring, I'm like talking about like scientifically, if I'm going to like say ideal, like this is what we need to do. And so what I would say, if you're really trying to anchor in like a new like that affirmation paragraph essentially. Yeah, ideally write it out 10 times a day. And my first thing would be like, well, you could prioritize it, right? You could, like if you're like really dedicated to, because here's the thing. This is what's so funny. People are like, I don't have time for this. I'm like, you don't have time to take an extra 20 minutes to shift your whole fucking life. Right. What if 30 days of writing out, I'm a seven figure business owner. What if in 30 days you were? Literally because you spent 20 extra minutes writing No, when you said it, I was like, I want that practice because I know the power of it. Mm-hmm. But it's then I just it's like uh whole paragraph and then I like well, start. Well, maybe it needs yeah. to be shorter. It needs to be shorter. And so I need to just do, you say do it, more it all clear. at once. Well, I got full honesty. I did three rounds of okay. reptile because then it was I was like my hand was tired. Yeah, it and is so, tired. Yeah, I just. <laughs> Sounds so silly, but like, I just, I need more clarity, concise. Like I'm really, you know, on this up level of my, my business right now. And Mm -hmm. so that's what I'm really concentrating on. Mm -hmm. So I just want to be like, I want to be hitting this number. I want to be reaching these women Mm -hmm. that need me for this. And then also like health. 
um, abundance and health and energy. Yeah. So I could actually do that. So what I would get clear on is like, there's going to be a core theme underneath all of that and make what you're writing out shorter and more Mm -hmm. concise and really getting to the energy of how I want to feel. Because at the end of the day, having more health, having more energy, getting more money, it's all the same shit. It's all just abundance. Right. Right. It's freedom. Like, what is it that you're really, that you really embody? Right. Freedom. So, so freedom is it. Like an agent of change. That mm-hmm. to me feels like an agent of change. There we I, go. Yeah. Right. Because, and all of that other stuff comes along with it. If I'm completely free, if I am an agent of change, right. Like all of that's going to come along with it. Like right. you're not going to be free and have right. no energy. <laughs> right. It's not freedom. Right. So I would focus on that and write okay. that out. And if you have a longer one, record yourself saying it mm. and then just listen to it on a loop 10 times a day. No? Love that, but it's like, but that, and that's key though for like manifesting because it's so important to like get to the root of what we really want, mm-hmm. right? Like I can manifest something very physical, but like I might not feel how I want to feel, mm-hmm. and we limit ourselves so often because we decide ahead of time of like, oh, if I get this, then I'll feel this way. Like we need to stop acting like like we know better than the universe. You know what I mean? Like yeah. let something even better come into you, totally, right? Because maybe I think I want a mansion on the beach, but like. What if something better is coming right. that could actually make me more happy? Totally. So I think just distilling down to the to the energy, like mm-hmm. the freedom is a really common one. Most people want to feel free and loved, mm-hmm. like fully seen, fully safe, fully loved. They want to know that they're going to be okay. Abundance, freedom, those are the common common ones that people really want. And I also think, especially with manifestation, like we can get really cluttered. And I know for me, I am very crystal clear, like when I've, whenever I've tried to, like when I first started getting into this, I'd have like a million things. I'm like, I want this and this, 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 this. I'm so cluttered. Like clear focus is, is everything. Cause it's like, what is my attention on? And if I'm clear on, I'm manifesting this, this thing in my business right now, like this piece or this piece in my relationship or whatever it is, I can put all of my energy toward it. And I'm just going to move it along so much faster. And it's faster to do one thing at a time than try and do everything at once. Cause mm. you tend to kind of get nowhere because your focus is scattered. Yeah. So your energy is scattered, like add as much momentum to one thing as possible and you'll get it sooner. That's so me. <laughs> so scattered. Thank you. That was actually very, very helpful. And in human design too, I'm non-specific manifester. Mm-hmm. So actually, and it's just interesting knowing your types too, because yeah. you can follow these different manifestation people. Type? I'm a generator. Oh, you are? Okay. Same. I'm a three, five, but it's interesting because a lot of the stuff I have manifested, I never vision boarded. I never wrote down. Mm-hmm. It's being in the energy and following like yeah. my, my soul is what's really. So yeah, thank you. That was actually yeah. really clarifying. Well, that's also like, I'll just offer with the manifestation. I want people to know that you don't have to like, (laughs) I feel like there are all these things people think they have to do. Like it's like a step-by-step and like I can teach you a step-by-step thing, but you don't need that at all. We're always manifesting, Mm -hmm. right? Like that's very like 3D manifestation. I feel like this is the manifestation process and it's like, yeah, you, you can do that, but also it's much faster. Like in other ways, if you are just, if you're shifting your subconscious beliefs and raising your vibration, that's it. Very simple. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> and then focusing your attention and a- asking, being able to receive like that energy balance, putting energy into circulation. Um, and words are prayers. Yeah, exactly. Totally. Exactly. I said the other day to someone completely unrelated, like I really want to do a Native American sweat lodge. I got invited to one tomorrow from yeah. a completely different person in a different city. <laughs> exactly. Like days later. Yeah. And it's just like, that is 
literally the most random shit and it happens. Well, so it's just getting kind of, and I also don't believe in coincidences. Oh, me neither. It's like when you're thinking of someone they call and you're like, oh my gosh, like, no, that's divine. Yeah. No, no, no. I don't believe in them either. But that's also just like another example of how our words are so powerful. Yeah. And so for people to notice, like every time you say, I don't have enough time, you're telling the universe, I don't have enough time. And it's like, okay, well, this is your reality then. So change what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Mm, I don't have I help. It. I don't have enough. Like, yeah, I have more than enough. I could keep talking Did to I you for your hours. <laughs> um, you answered a lot. So thank you so much for coming on. Your 7D, a high, is that how you say it? Mm-hmm. Healing. Can you just give us a quick blurb on that? Sure. I mean, it's a form of energy healing. If you've received like hands-on healing before, a lot of people have received Reiki, mm-hmm. like that kind of, it's similar to that. It's just working on a different frequency. So Reiki is more third dimensional, Rahani is fifth dimensional, this is seventh dimensional. So it's a higher frequency and really the miracle frequency and the shifts are like much faster, much more intense. And even people like, even like in the thickness of it, mm-hmm. if you're an energy person, like I just had a client who he had gotten a ton of Reiki and he was like, just like the thickness of that. He was like, when I get Reiki, it feels a lot like heavier, like mm-hmm. denser. And he's mm-hmm. like, this was like fairy dust, and yeah. but like sharp and powerful and like mm. a laser. Like, so it's just like, it feels very different. But like, as, I mean, we're physically shifting. Like, you know, our DNA is, is shifting. And like part of this awakening is, you know, our physical bodies are changing and upgrading. And this energy helps with that. It reactivates all of dormant DNA. But as we upgrade and as our vibration shifts, the vibration of the planet shifts, a lot of the old modalities working at lower frequencies aren't really going to hold up. And so like for me, for example, energy healing was crucial for healing with a lot of my chronic illness, but Reiki wasn't really doing anything to me. It, it just wasn't doing. And when I started playing with like higher frequency energies, I'm like, well, I'm starting to notice this. And so I have, you know, a lot of clients who felt like, I don't know, it stopped working or it wasn't working. And so then they receive a high and they're like, holy shit, this is, this, this was it. Mm-hmm. Right. And so it's just like upgrading the modalities. Um, it's a very divine feminine energy, uh, and works a lot to kind of rebalance that in the body. Like we're very much dominantly masculine energy on the earth right mm-hmm. now. Um, but this came down very much to aid us through this, this shift. And I think, you know, well, I know a lot of different healing modalities, technologies, new technologies are going to have been like popping up because this is like the the new world that we're creating mm. you know so it can be a high can be sent via distance in person um, I'm training practitioners right now but it's been just like I don't know the biggest gift mm. the biggest gift to work with and I use it for my physical body I use it to amplify my manifestation practice you know it's working at the seventh dimension which is where the Akashic records are held so I work a lot for my with my Akashic records there. It's just kind of like a different way to anchor into it. So there's so much you can do with it, but you can think of it as similar to other forms of hands-on healing. It's just working at a at a higher frequency. And most people just have a very different type of experience. Most people, you know, blast off into space <laughs> during it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had, I have, cli- I have a lot of clients who are not really like into all this stuff, but they have started coming to me because they used to like do a lot of like drugs and plant medicines and mm-hmm. they're like, I go places with this and I feel better. So uh, yeah, it's very activating. It's very activating. I think a lot of energy healing, like I don't know how I feel about this. Like I'm not really a word, like I don't care so much about the connotations of words. I like to define that for myself. But I think for a lot of people, the word healing like makes them feel like I need to be healed. Mm. And if that's how you think about it, like that's the connotation. Like, yes, there is healing, but it's also expansion. And with this energy particularly, it's such an expansive energy. Like 
it's not the kind of thing that I use just if I'm like, oh, I need healing. Like I can do that. Like I did this one experiment with it. I got a burn on my neck and it was there for like a month. And then I got another burn. I was from my curling iron and I sent a high to it and it went away in a day. Wow. Like, and I was like, holy shit. Right. So I have, I have somebody who, um, used to get rid of her tattoos. Like it was wild, you know? Um, so it's just very high frequency energy. But what I love is that there's just so much I can do to like use that to target any subconscious beliefs I need to shift, um, future progressions, like expanding myself, aligning myself with the future I want. Like there's just a lot I can do with manifestation, align myself with the frequency of what I want to call in. It's, I, I just love, um, you know, everything is energy and it's just like a whole other level of that. And I think working with this has allowed me to see that more than ever before, because I think the concept of everything is energy. It's like a lot of people know that, but they don't actually embody it or like realize what that means fully, Yeah, you know? And I really think that energy healing is like the way of the future, mm-hmm. you know? Cause it's so, it is so activating and yeah. fast. Yeah. And I do think we don't always need to have the words for everything. It's like being in the energy and the power. I've mm-hmm. done two of them now with you. One, I just paid for a la carte and the other one is part of the membership, which Mm -hmm. is so awesome. And it just happened to be both of those days, like shit storms in my life, which I don't have a lot. So Mm -hmm. it was kind of shocking that it just happened to be on those days. Not surprised. You're not surprised. (laughs) And it was, it really noticeably brought me back down, like totally regulated my nervous system. Mm -hmm. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. I was just with a friend um, and she's like, not super into all of this, but super open like to all the woo and she trusts like anything I say and there was like twice she was like she's like (laughs) she had kind of like some traumatic experiences with these two people in her life and like it just always came up with everything you know like it always it was just like holding her back and I was like let's just clear this like it'll take me five minutes we clear it (laughs) we clear it and like these are people like for years like all she thinks about every day she holds herself back because of these two people that really you know did some stuff and she was like Christina she's like after that healing, I literally like forgot about them. She was like, wow. I've like, haven't thought about them since like it's just gone. And, and then what happened was she was having this block with something in her business, um, something that she needed to create. And every time she'd have like a panic attack around it, I'm like, let's just clear it. <laughs> so we clear it. And she's like, I don't know what the fuck you did, but I just went and I like made it all in like a week. Like it just flowed out of me. I had no block. And that's the thing about like with energy healing, like people, like, I think it's important to expand our minds around what you can use it for. There's, I mean, I feel like I can use it for anything. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's not always like the second you receive, you feel like all of the angels come down. I mean, sometimes that happens. Right. And like, you know, I don't know, uh, orchestra is playing whatever, but it's more about like, notice if you target something, notice how you show up in situations in the future. Like, because sometimes it can be more subtle, right? It's like, you just wake up the next day and you're like, I feel good. And like, maybe you hadn't been feeling good for a long time. Like, that's what it needed to do. Or, whoa, I went and I gave a speech and I wasn't nervous at all, you know? Or like, holy shit, like my partner, everything's just like different Mm -hmm. now, right? It's really common, especially with like, I'll have a lot of clients who hold energy for other people. And so we'll like, you know, cut the cords, remove that, clear that. And their entire relationship shifts, right? And this goes back to the relationship conversation mm-hmm. and just noticing how energetically we can shift so much. The entire dynamic can, can change. Like this has been for me, like I noticed a huge difference when I'm cutting cords and clearing energies and all of that with people in my life, I'll see the entire dynamic change. It's like if somebody's on my, like yeah. I'll put my grill, texting me, calling me, whatever. And I, I clear all of it. They just kind of like forget about me. Right. 
Like it's so oh. freeing to cut cords. Yeah. It's like we all should be taught this from a young age. We should. It's energy management, yeah. you know? And so I don't know. I just I love it. So I'm glad you had Thank that experience. You. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what she is doing, but it feels really good. Yeah, I'm glad it feels awesome. good. That's what matters. Okay, really quick question because I meant to ask earlier. So when you're referring to your guides and mm-hmm. say we listening have that connection, like I do feel like connect to my guides, but I don't have names for them. I don't necessarily know who they are. Is that important that we know or that we get that download or is it just the angels around us or just knowing that there are guides or ancestors? Like how mm-hmm. important is it to know who it is? I personally don't think it's important to know who it like the names and I know people get really blocked I do recommend always asking for names to get them if you can and also if it helps you you could just name them you know what I mean like you could always name you could also just name them if you want but what I do think is important so no I don't think it's crucial to have names at all but what I do think is important is to make sure that the energies you're, you're communicating with are are of the highest love and light. And like a lot of people communicate with energies. They like don't know who the hell they're communicating with. And I'm not down with that. I'm like really intense about boundaries and protection. Like any of my clients who I train in psychic gifts, I'm like a hard ass about it. I think it's so important. I think it's something that is not talked about enough. And especially at this this time, um, a lot of imposters can come in, right? Like, and so I'll just make sure, you know, it's very simple. Ask three times. Like you can almost feel like, why does this feel kind of weird? If the energy feels heavy or weird, like, no, leave, out, bat, bye, right? And there's a lot of that coming up right now for people. People, you know, some people might interpret it as a psychic attack, but it's more of just imposter. And I'm not going to take guidance from somebody that is not in my, yeah, in my, my high school. Yeah. So I think that's the crucial part. You don't always have to know exactly, you know, their names. They might not even like really have a name or it might be a name that is like so far out of what you could understand with your conscious awareness that you're just blocking yourself from it without realizing, you know, there are many, many, I would say most of my guides, I don't know their names. Like the second I start working with them, but I tune in and I'm like, this is super high frequency. This is so much love. I double check. Like they're very much for my highest alignment and I'll typically find out the name later. Personally, I think I know names for everybody I work with, but I also work with a lot of ascended masters. So it's like easier. And for example, like I channel a group of beings called the monarch being, and I worked with them for probably like three or four months pretty consistently, definitely like the highest frequency energy I channel. And they just, first, they weren't giving me anything. And I was so annoyed because it was the first group. Like, I was like, why are you not giving me a name? I was so annoyed. And I just kept like building the relationship and they started showing me an M. Sure. Mm. Like M's everywhere, popping up everywhere. Um, And even some of my like people in my life, they're like, I keep getting like these weird things with M's in you. Like what? And I'm like, okay, M, M and M, like, who are you? you know what I mean? Um, and then one day, finally they were like, they said like, we are the monarch being. And I was like, oh, there we go. And I started seeing butterflies everywhere. I so, saw a monarch butterfly this morning. There we go. Yep. Yeah. They're, they're all around. Door. They're mm-hmm. all around. So no, you don't need to know. And a lot of people are super connected to their guides and they don't have a name. It's just like, these are my guides. These are my angels. Um, these are my ancestors. I do recommend, like, I think it's really helpful to ask questions. A lot of people communicate or like have that connection, they don't ask questions. And that's a really simple, important thing to do to, you know, get to know who you're communicating with and and develop that skill. And I think also because a lot of people kind of hold their guides on a pedestal when it's important to remember that like we're co-creating. Right. Right. And so they're higher dimensional. It doesn't mean they're better. Mm-hmm. They're also higher dimensional beings that might not be a frequency mm-hmm. you want to work with. And just because my guides tell me to do something doesn't mean I'm going to. Mm-hmm. I still have free will. 
and I get to choose, you know? So, uh, but I think a lot of people just like stop before they even learn things. So ask for names, ask, and they can come in in any way. It could come in like for a lot of my guides, the way I find out is like, I'll ask and I don't get it right then. But then a couple days later, something will pop up on the internet and I'm just like, whoa, that's, that was it. Mm-hmm. Like, and then I'll double check and I'm like, yeah, that's my name. So I would say ask for the name, but if you don't get it, it's not a problem necessarily. But what is important is to check that it's high frequency energy of love. So if you're connecting or meditating, would you just say only spirits or guides from a highest good come in now for positive lessons kind yeah. of thing? Yeah. And when they enter, I ask everybody individually, like, are you of the highest light and love? And if they don't answer, if you ask three times, they have to answer. If they don't answer, if they say no, they're out. Mm. You must leave right now. Beam it with white light. Have Archangel Michael come in. Take it away. You're not allowed to be here. And it's really important to be firm. Like I will, every time I say very, I'm like, I do not communicate with any energies that are not of the highest love and light. And if any energies are in my vicinity that are not the highest love and light, you must leave right now. I declare that you must leave. I'm very intense. And I can almost just like feel like Mm. everything get blasted away. Right. But it's just really important to always check because sometimes even guides that you recognize, like, again, there can be imposters and that's not to like freak people out, but it's just to, just to be aware of, because I've seen many clients and especially if you're ever sharing any of this with clients, like it actually shocks me how many intuitives don't practice this. They don't practice boundaries. They don't practice protection. And they're literally giving guidance from a guy that is an imposter, so to speak, like isn't, and it's like, it's like really people don't pay attention Mm -hmm. to it. Um, It's a reckless feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I feel like, I think that, you know, psychic, everybody has psychic senses, but it's, (laughs) it's a really bad example. It's a responsibility. I'm thinking, I'm like, if you have a penis, it's your responsibility to understand how to use it and what can happen if you get someone pregnant. Right. Right. Like, like, it's like we, yes, we innately have them, but like, there are a lot of people who I'm sure we can all think of people. You're like, I do not want that person to be psychic. Like I yeah. would not want that person to know my, sh-, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. Because it's a responsibility. And part of that, it's like, if I go to the store and I buy a new power tool, a chainsaw, I need to know how to use that safely. Right. And so it's, it's the same thing. And a lot of people are like, Oh, it's just, yeah, it's all fun. Right. I'm not checking. And um, you know, if that it's your choice, but my recommendation <laughs> is to always check because there can be repercussions. And I've seen this actually a lot. Like sometimes my clients will be like, my guides keep telling me to do this, 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 like, and they're so stuck. Like I'm following it and I'm tuning in. I'm like, who the fuck are you tuning into? (laughs) Like, like, and then they, and then they realize, and I'm like, I'll ask them. I'm like, have you been checking who this is? And they're like, no, I'm like, okay, I want you to go back, check who it is and let me know what happens. And they always come back and they're like, oh yeah, that wasn't, that wasn't who I wanted to, to be talking to. Okay. Well, thank you. Yeah. That's very helpful. Yeah. But you like, you can just tell, like, if it doesn't feel good, let it, let it go. Trust it. Yeah. yeah. Like it's better to be overly cautious, I think, than under cautious. So that's what I would recommend. It's a responsibility. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you for having oh me. Oh my God. You're I could talk so to you fun. forever. I know. And so you have so much to bring out into the world and you're <laughs> never stopping creating. It's amazing. I love it. Um, how can people find you? Yeah. People can find me on Instagram at Christina, the channel. My podcast is Christina, the channel podcast. I'm doing a lot more on YouTube now. I really love YouTube. Oh. Just go to youtube.com slash Christina, the channel. I have a ton of videos out. 
I would recommend if you're interested in diving like deeper into intuition and manifestation, brain rewiring, all the fun stuff, check out the membership that you're in, yeah. the channel collective. It's on my website, christinathechannel.com. You can learn all about it there. They say it's like an Ascension playground. Yeah, that's where I would recommend starting with everything. And I also would recommend, I can give you a link, but I have a 30-day Ascension challenge that helps you like shift to 5D and it's 30 days of trans-channeled messages. And then if you're in the membership, there are 30 days of lessons that go along with it. It's basically a full course that's free. I would really, really recommend going through those videos because everybody has such an expansive experience. Like your life will change in 30 days. Amazing. So I'm going to do that because I did, I got the emails. Mm-hmm. I signed up for it, but I didn't watch everything. You need to watch yeah. everything. So need Take, to do give that yourself part. that time. Give yeah. yourself the time. Like it's okay. make the space. You, you will notice a huge difference. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited too. So sweet. We'll link that. Thank right. you so awesome. much. Awesome. Thank you so much. Jema. My signature Mother the Mother coaching sessions support your journey through womanhood and motherhood in mind, body, and spirit. These coaching sessions meet you where you are now with the aim of where you want to go. Whether you are entering into a new relationship, you're wanting to conceive, you're newly pregnant, approaching your birth in the midst of your postpartum shift, or a mother needing to reclaim her space, or maybe needs a little bit of extra help handling the demands of motherhood. I'm here to support your intentions and your goals. My expertise lies in helping you empower yourself as you deepen into your innate knowing. I'm here to help you align and remember. Through a spiritual yet grounded lens, I help you navigate the topics that arise in transiting through the ages and stages of life, and especially when bringing new life earthside. We are not meant to travel from maiden to mother alone. We need support, we need education, and we need guidance. My intention is to support you, the mother, as you mother. In our society, we are often taught to look outside of ourselves for the answers, and I am here to help you turn inward to find the answers you already possess. If you are interested in working together, please email me, or you can go to the link tree in the bio on Instagram at Mother the Mother, or you can email me, McLean at MotherTheMother.com, and we can schedule a free discovery call to see if this is the right time in your life for this kind of coaching. What I do know is 2021 is now the time to go big, to manifest and envision the lives we want to be leading, the kinds of mother we want to be showing up as, the kind of life we want to bring forward. So I'm here to support you, to guide you, to be here on the path with you. We are in it together, always sending love, J-Ma.